Welcome to a special segment of the summit today, Tech in Action. Today we have Jonathan Colbert, the Vi- Vice President of Marketing at Volterra. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Great to chat with you today, Mary. I'm pretty excited about this. We don't have a whole lot of time today, but we do get to cover one of my favorite things, which is electric vehicles and, you know, kind of beefing up our charging infrastructure. Before we get too far into that, let's get some background on you and kind of what Volterra does. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I I lead out marketing and go-to-market strategy here. Uh, What we do in a nutshell at Volterra is we will go out and acquire land, develop it, own and operate that land for zero emission vehicle fleets. So everything from passenger cars and autonomous vehicle fleet all the way up to heavy duty trucks and even charging networks. If they need a portion of the site and they really want a partner that will handle the power, the land, the actual interconnect with the utility, uh, we, we do that. We provide it for them and then they can run their operations on site. So more or less, you're like, don't worry about the actual hard stuff. We'll take care of that. You, <laughs> just, you just let us know what you need. We we, we try. We really want our, our customers and partners to be able to press the easy button. So when it comes, speaking of that easy button, when it's what is some of the easiest ways that you can get uh, and start integrating zero emission vehicles or electric vehicles into a supply chain, whether you're a large shipper or you know, a small little warehouse situation, what are some of the easiest ways to get that integration? Yeah, I feel like if you talk to any consulting firm or if you've talked to a a big Fortune 500 company that is starting to do this or has tried to, they'll always say start with a pilot, right? Like pilot first and go out and uh, procure your own charging equipment, handle all of uh, the the working with the local authority, having jurisdiction, so permitting process, the utility process on your own. And then figure out what works. While I do think there's time and a place for that, if you really want to scale and scale quickly, uh, so like if if this isn't just like, hey, we're trying to figure out if we're going to do it, we really want to um, electrify, then I would say look for a a strategic partner. And where we kind of fill that gap is for the types of fleets that know we are going to have a large amount of vehicles that are going to need charging. So we're going to need a large capacity or high capacity of energy. They can work with us. We will develop a site offsite from their premises that will allow them to be able to do that. So like we talked about before, we handle all of the um, the, the hardcore development for them. And then in addition to that, for fleets, we do handle all the operations for them. So we, we strive for the highest uptime for them. Um, and we also onsite will provide all of the amenities they need, whether it's a bathroom or an office or for some, especially on the autonomous vehicle side, a data center, right? Like we put that in there and on site and we manage it for them. That actually seems like a really fantastic ad because a lot of shippers, you know, they don't want to sit there and go find a plot of land to then develop it and build their own charging infrastructure. No one really wants to necessarily do that because the more time that a shipper would take to develop that and create that, they are sitting there. That's potential revenue that they're losing from their own business. So being able to just kind of grab a partner and say, hey, can you help us with this? Because we're not going to lose, like we're not going to lose our revenue by going out and scouring, you know, the middle of nowhere for a charging structure. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, like there are multiple solutions out there. There are charging as a service providers. There are folks that will help even to install on your, your site. But if you're talking a large fleet and wanting to scale, it's just so hard to be able to do it on site. And then of course, all of what you just laid out, the the complexities that come with developing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not necessarily fun. It's just one of those headaches where you're like, I got to get a whole team of people to do this. It doesn't necessarily seem worth it when I could get a team to improve my products and create more and drive more revenue. Um, when it comes to, you know, setting up these fancy charging stations, I'm going to call them fancy because I feel like they are. Um, what are some of these kind of best charging solutions? Do you see them using a lot for like OTR trucks or do you see them mostly for local deliveries or that final mile aspect? What are some of those most successful charging stations that you guys have seen? There are a few segments I would say that are blowing up right now. The first one I, I like in primary focus for us has been drayage. So a, as you, you, you're probably well aware of, California is a leader in zero emission vehicles, but they've also recently passed the advanced clean fleets and the advanced clean trucks rulings. And th these are basically pushing to make sure that the actual makeup of vehicles that are sold to fleets and the makeup of vehicles that are servicing ports uh, are primarily transitioning to electric uh, or fuel cell electric vehicles. So that that is pushing the, these fleets to, to do it. Uh, I would say maybe on the flip side, the pull is that the use case for drayage to, uh, is just perfectly aligned with electric vehicles. You're talking very short turnarounds, like the, the actual commute from the port to an inland terminal is just very short uh, distance typically and um, the performance that you get from the electric vehicle makes it um, a, a very pleasurable ride for the driver like just being able to go zip back and forth uh, so the use case and the environment is really pushing there uh, last mile delivery you, you're probably well aware I think Amazon has over 5,000 vehicles in their fleet already uh, they want to be at over 100,000 uh, by 2030 and that's near dear to my heart I actually before working here i previously worked at Rivian um, and um, I'm excited every time I see those vehicles, those um, those electric vans on the road. So those on, on in that regard, definitely seeing a lot of traction there um, and then all the way down to passenger cars as well. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I really I didn't think about that drainage application because you're right. You're literally going maybe maybe 20 miles each way on a good day. You're not going very far. You're just doing turns. And more often than not, you know, those drayage, those drayage trucks end up at a facility at the end of the day where you can plug them in and charge them up for the next morning in, uh, versus, you know, a truck driving, having to drive 500 miles and hoping that there's a charging station in between there. That drayage is super easy because it's, you know, all that start and stop. It's not great for uh, gas uh, miles per gallon, which, you know, trucks are notoriously great at. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, it's this weird, like a flip side, right? Like you, it, electric vehicles are so great in stop and go traffic and not as great true. as the long haul um, on the highway. Yeah. Oh, especially because it's out Southern California. I'm, I'm not intimately familiar with it, but from what I've heard, traffic is, you know, just one of Fisher's. the greatest things that ever happens um, <laughs> ever coming back and forth from the ports to inland to, or to inland facilities. Mm -hmm. It's so true. <laughs> So I guess when it comes to scaling, what's something that someone needs to know? Like, you know, you said you mentioned the pilot program. So a pilot goes well. Do you immediately Perfect. roll it out or do you just roll it out in a small form? Like, where do you see people make the most mistakes when it comes to scaling up? Well, there's there's two things here. Like what one is like what I alluded to was if you're not all the way in on transitioning to zero emission vehicle fleets, um, you can pilot, right? And what I'm alluding to there is that like you, you kind of are already out of time and um, the decision should probably have been made already. But if you are making that decision, 
here's what you can do. Uh, the second part of it is once you have all of your ducks in a row and you're saying, yep, we want to move forward down this path, the issue then becomes timing and being able to actually deploy as quickly as possible. So you, some things that are working against you is the timeline to even get power to a site right now um, is, is thrown off, not just with the coordination with the utility being sometimes up to 18 months just to get power to the site, uh, working through permitting on those sites, but also the long lead times of equipment, uh, switch gear, and of course the actual chargers that you would need to do. Uh, it's just, you have very long lead, li- lead times right now. And these are after effects of the pandemic, but these supply chain issues don't seem like they're going away anytime soon. So how we get it out in front of a lot of that is we're going out and purchasing on behalf of our customers sometimes speculative speculatively like purely on a thesis driven basis like we'll go out and just say you know we need to be in this area we know the port of long beach is where our customers need to go let's just go buy a property and start developing it uh, now obviously it's not as simple as that there's a lot of evaluation that goes into where we place the site and um, and it's a lot easier to be able to get that direct feedback from a customer and just purchase on their behalf uh, but I, I would say right now uh the way you do get around this is getting out in front of it and purchasing quickly or working with partners like us that already have sites in the, in the pipeline that we're developing. Besides that, as you transition from pilot to full-on um, scale, you have to future-proof your, your facility. You have to be thinking long-term. Um, these investments are not small by any chance. And um, for fleet to kind of go from, let's say, a handful of vehicles to 50 vehicles that are going to go all electric, is a considerable investment uh, on the capex side so if you're not partnering with a partner like us that does go out and pay for all of that development on on your behalf the best thing you can do is future proof it and make sure that you're, you're able to scale up even past that when the time comes i absolutely love that that is some great food for thought thank you so much for joining us today all right thank you thank you for having me